This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. They called us deplorables. We're not gonna take it. They shut down our country. No, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. Our response, The Rob Carson Show. Hello to all you deplorable white supremacist, fascist, ultra mega, whatever the hell you are. Oh, yeah, you are. You're the devil, the devil in disguise, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I got to tell you, I, I hate to tell you this. I think this also includes the other uh, people in the country who uh, think the country's going in the wrong direction. All right, so uh, 75 to 85% of the American people think that we're going in the wrong direction. Joe Biden is going to go <laughs> to Philadelphia tonight and deliver a speech where he de- declares war on uh, at least half the country. But I have a funny feeling that he's not just going to be talking to 70 million people. I think uh, when you look at 75 to 85% of the population, you're looking at probably between 250, about 200 uh, 200 to 250 million people who think the country's going in the wrong direction. So, uh, uh, President Biden, I would uh, very definitely wish you all your best as you try to arrest each and every one of us for some sort of uh, insurrection hey let's keep it light shall we here's a song about the fbi whistle blow at work about the mar-a-lago raid and drive the left berserk do it whistle blow at work then cheerfully together we can fire all these jerks and when we sweep the room We'll spell the deep state's doom. Chris Ray, he'll be led away when we lower the boom. Whistle blow at work, rat up the FBI. Prove that their agenda is protecting the big guys. Yes. <laughs> Whistle and expose. <laughs> Corruption in the DOJ, so everybody knows. Whistle really loud. <laughs> you whistleblowers are so brave. You make our country proud. There you go. That's uh, from Jim, guys. A little, a little happy-go-lucky, skip-along tune as we, uh, as we try to uh, muster the positivity and the drive and the optimistic that I hope that this show does in the face of being called every name in the book, being uh, maligned and uh, disparaged every single day for the last seven. 
seven years, the country under assault in every way, shape, or form, you and I under assault in every way, shape, or form, uh, from uh, the election to Russia collusion to Hunter Biden's laptop, we have a federal law enforcement agency that kept a, a laptop that should be the biggest story in the history of American, if not world politics, showing the abject corruption of the of the person in charge and his wretched, awful, miserable family. Uh, it is quite remarkable. But you know what? Here's the cool thing. Good wins. Bad is going to get its arse kicked, and I'm about ready to kick. How about you guys? You got your boots on? You about ready to do a little butt kicking in November? Among other ways to butt kick, and I'm not talking about violence in any way, shape, or form, by the way. I want to give you a little bit of good news here, real quick. Just early, I need some music for this because. Uh, not a really big musical fan, you know. This is uh, from Les Misérables. Which describes you and me these days because of 40-year high inflation and gas prices and the IRS getting 87,000 new agents to take you down. So here's the good news. Listen to this. A coalition of American pastors. Yesterday I mentioned that about 90 American pastors had declared they will never again comply with government orders to close their churches. It just grew from 90 to 1,200 in less than a week. You can thank the blaze for this, by the way. Glenn Beck's uh, uh, wonderful site has a public at a publication. One thousand two hundred twelve Christian church ministers from a wide range of denominations have signed on to the Acts five twenty nine statement, a declaration that denounced the restrictions imposed on houses of worship during the COVID nineteen pandemic as unconstitutional. We must obey God rather than men, it says. Big finish. We will not be slaves again. He said slaves. He must be a racist. A national coalition of pastors and churches, we reject any presidential or gubernatorial decree requiring us to disobey the will of God. We will resist any attempt by our federal or state official to restrict or prohibit the free exercise of our religion or place restrictions thereon. It is a call to action for Christian ministers to resist what, in their view, are unlawful edicts by governments to prevent their congregants from worshiping, meeting to worship God. Now, I don't like to proselytize. You know this. I don't like the Bible verse, Bible bang. I get kind of uh, put off, off-put by people who get, you know, start quoting Bible verses on the phone. Nothing against you. I, you know, that's your cool. It's just I, I, I don't like to wear my religion on my sleeve. But I'm going to tell you, this is at the core of everything. This is the decor of everything, and God we trust is on our currency. We never were to establish a government religion, but it doesn't mean that the tenets of our government are faith-based because we derive our rights from God, all right? There you go. I don't want to sound all preachified and everything, and raise your glass, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, I don't want to do that. 
But it looks like at least 1,200 Christian churches have said, if the government wants to shut you down for anything, stay open. Stay open. And I would say that about any business, any attempt at the government to make you or your child wear a mask at this point or get a vaccine that you don't need Right now, our federal government's sitting on 170 million doses of vaccine that Americans don't want. But don't worry. Joe Biden already paid for them. So the people who, you know, are in charge of the companies that, you know, the pipeline between being a lobbyist for Pfizer or Moderna, they're still wide open and the the companies are richer than ever. So don't worry, Democrats, you'll get your rewards. You really will. You'll get all those donations to your campaign and the whole deal. You'll get everything you needed because they've already been paid for, even though they won't be used. Paid for by you and me. Blue wave crashing? New poll suggests Biden approval back in the 30s. Abortion, a low priority even for Democrats. What the hell? Really? You mean that uh, in the grand scheme of things, being able to stay in your house or uh, or your apartment without being kicked out because you can't afford the rent and feeding your family is more important than uh, killing a baby in the womb? Uh, To most people, it's weird that way. New Reuters Ipsos poll appears to be, as you show, the uh, August Biden boon has gone bust. Yeah, it was a boon. He went up like 2%. <laughs> He's at 38% approval, down from 41 last week. Biden's disapproval is at 58%, 69% saying the country is on the wrong track. Oh, that came down a little bit. I guess it depends on the, uh, the poll. And only 39% of Democrats saying the country is on the right track. 39% of Democrats, by the way. Uh, say that the country is on the right track because they're morons or they're gonna, or they've signed up for a job with the IRS. The economy is among all respondents at 29%, crime second at nine, environmental and climate third, healthcare six. I thought, I thought Barack Obama fixed that, abortion at 5%. This is the new Ipsos poll. My producer, uh, Ken Decker, who is uh, absolutely awesome and cool, does a great job, does the podcast, and so much more. Shared this this morning. This is from the uh, New York Freedom Rally. This is a, uh, a woman of color, a woman of color, talking about where we are in this country right now and where we as Americans need to be, regardless of color, uh, sex, sexual identity, or whatever the hell you want to identify as. We have to fight for our rights. This is no time to lay down. This is no time to be quiet. The Bible says there's a time for love and a time to hate, right? A time to pluck up and a time to root, right? A time for war and a time for peace. A time to speak and a time to stay silent. This is no time to stay silent. This is a time to speak up. This is a time. They have declared war. So now we have to. We- now, what did I say a couple weeks ago? Oh, yeah, the left has declared war on us. They're lobbing bombs, and Joe Biden's going to make it official tonight. We have to repel what is an unjust government. We have to resist, right? Federal, the federal I think those are called uh, abuses and usurpations. Government is overreaching into our families, into our churches, and into our personal self-governance. And that is unacceptable. All authority is delegated from God. All of it. it I didn't mean to make this entire uh, first segment about God, but yeah, it's pretty important it is um through scriptures and any time that one area of government overreaches into another area of government that is tyranny 
abuses and usurpations. No way to put it. There's no other way to say it. And so we have to inform ourselves. We have to arm ourselves. And arm How is a person of color defending such a horribly racist country? The citizenry has the power and has the authority to resist government. I say it's time for the great walkout. It's time. We have to we have to show this country and our leaders who they work for. We the people. Yes. We they work for us. We're the government. And so they have to answer to us. And that's simple it. So now I had proposed this, some sort of national movement uh essentially saying hell no to the government. We're not gonna produce. Uh I didn't know if it would be effective because the government shut us down. Remember that? They, they shut us down and then they took our money to spread it out to people because they shut us down. And we're going to be paying that for uh, decades, maybe a century. Um, and I also thought, hey, you know what? Maybe we need to uh, truck drivers, uh, trucking companies need to stop delivering everything to Washington, D.C. Not the Washington, D.C. area. Just inside the Beltway. Just stop. Shut it down. Shut down everything. Sorry, uh, we just had enough. We've had enough. We have had enough of them living in richness while we live in poverty. They eat foie gras. We eat crumbs. We're done with it. We're done with it. And tonight, Joe Biden is going <laughs> to a sacred place, the birthplace of the country in Philadelphia, to deliver a one-side and verbally violent screed against the American people, at least half of the American people. That's it. I'm not playing anymore. We shouldn't play anymore. I'm not talking about fighting. It's about saying no. Done. Finished. The number here is 800 I've got a ton of stuff on uh, Democrats calling us fascists. It's not a war of words. They are using words of war. We'll get to that. Also, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the idiotic stage photo by the FBI yesterday. We'll get into that. And, of course, your thoughts as well. And uh, we also have guests on the show that I will uh, tell you about very shortly. This, my friends, is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. Snowflakes and candy aisle kids crazier every day. It's the Rob Carson Show. Kick it. It is the Rob Carson Show. I don't want to step on the uh, post of the killer bumper music we have here on the uh, on the show. Um, so. I guess maybe the reason why I started off the show talking about 1,200 pastors around the country at Christian churches saying we're not going to close again if the government tells us to. That is uh, a metaphor for us that we're just done. We're done with the nonsense. Tonight, the President of the United States, who can barely speak a sentence, who is clearly being directed by radicals, the country like the country has never seen before. He is going to deliver a speech tonight in Philadelphia. <clears throat> he is going to call you and me a threat to American democracy. He uh, wants to restore the soul of America, which should be an insult to you and me because 
The Democrat Party does not have one. Joe Biden doesn't have one. Nancy Pelosi doesn't have one. You, you want to hear how I know that? Because Nancy Pelosi asserted last week that restricting abortion is sinful. She's serious. She thinks you're that stupid. Nancy Pelosi asserted last week that restricting abortion is sinful, another clear indication that she has broken from the teachings of the Catholic Church, and I'll just say humanity. Speaking at a reproductive health roundtable discussion, why don't you just call it a, a you know a, an abortion roundtable? She called <laughs> restricting abortion sinful. The fact that this is such an assault on women of color and women, by the way, and, and the reason why there's so many uh, abortions because of Planned Parenthood and Margaret Sanger, she wanted black people to be killed. She wanted to exterminate the black race. There's no debating that anymore. There's no debating it. The fact that this is such an insult on women of color and women lower income families is just sinful. It's sinful. <laughs> She said, uh, it's wrong they should be able to say to women what they think women should be doing with their lives and their bodies, but it's sinful, the injustice of it all. This is spectacular. Oh, and then she also brought up this. Extreme MAGA Republicans have been emboldened by the radical Supreme Court. Oh, no, the the, uh, pro-abortion folks have. That's why they're burning down and vandalizing hundreds of... Uh, crisis uh, pregnancy centers around the country. She accused such people of inflicting unimaginable pain on women and their families. Pelosi even claimed that American women are not as free as their mothers and their grandmothers were. All absurd, all really, really evil. And then she started it all by saying that abortion, if you, if you disagree with abortion, if you, if you, if you think saving babies' lives uh, is, is, is wonderful, it's sinful. And then she said extreme MAGA Republicans. Now, what are extreme mega Republicans? What are you and I doing right now that is uh, destroying democracy? Please, please go ahead. Anytime you're ready, just tell us what we're doing to destroy democracy. Now, let's look at the, what the left is doing to destroy de- democracy. Uh, shutting down free speech. Uh, the FBI worked with uh, the uh, the Democrat Party. Uh, and big social media and the mainstream media to throw the election of 2020. They tried it in 2016. They couldn't do it. The same cabal was still in charge of the raid of Mar-a-Lago, okay? Restricting speech about anything that is not uh, parroting the uh, line from the federal government. We know this. We know this. It happened. Jailing January 6th protesters for 600 days, many in solitary confinement with no day in court, being uh, restricted from being able to, teach, to speak to clergy or counsel or family. Who who is the uh, the enemy of the people here? We're not the enemy of the state. And they keep piling on these indignities. What Nancy Pelosi said about you and me for saying that we don't want babies to be killed in the womb, saying that's sinful. That's an indignity. Here's another one. Listen to me. Current members of the military, retired Gold Star families, the Biden administration will give medals to all U.S. service members in a chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal. The Pentagon announces awards and expedited review a year after the Kabul evacuation. They're going to try and pay you off with medals, thinking that this will make all of the hurt that they caused by the Afghan withdrawal and all of the death and all of the destruction and all of the killing and all of the starvation and all of the rape and all of the enslavement in Afghanistan that has happened as we turned over $85 billion worth of our hardware to terrorists who had a big parade yesterday in our equipment. 
The Biden administration is going to throw some medals to all the U.S. service members who were involved in evacuating Kabul. Yeah, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who still hasn't signed off on uh, allowing 45,000 troops to become active again since June because they haven't taken their uh, their vaccinations. He said that uh, uh, those who served in Afghanistan during the withdrawal last year or helped process and house refugees of the world will be given meritorious unit commendation. They're going to try and pay you off so you'll stay silent about the debacle, about the shame that they caused to the country and our military and our Gold Star families. Yeah, they're not good people. We've got more on this and the raid on Mar-a-Lago. Coming up, guys, don't go anywhere. It's the Rob Carson Show. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. It is Rob Carson Joe. Hello. <clears throat> Welcome to it. Um, Sarah Palin last night, she lost in a uh, special election. Tom Cotton is saying that uh, uh, the new voter-approved voting system, um, they had that, and uh, Mary Peltola defeated her. 60% of, um, of uh, Alaskans vote uh, Republican, by the way, but because of this uh, new way of voting, uh, which was designed to steal elections from uh, Republicans, Sarah Palin lost. I will get into more of this as the uh, as the show progresses. But if I were in Alaska, I would be uh, pretty hacked off, to be quite honest, because the Democrat doesn't represent the people of Alaska. Oh, yeah. And uh, in this, uh, on the heels of the, uh, the Pentagon's going to be given medals only to the people who helped to evacuate uh, people from Kabul after the disastrous Afghanistan withdrawal. The military is going to attempt to pay off you guys for the shame, uh, for the disheartenment, for the loss that you feel. They're going to try and pay you off with medals. It's really ridiculous. I mean, really sad. Top Republicans tell Pentagon to finally drop the National Guard vaccine mandate that's left 45,000 troops inactive since June, while rival nations ramp up advancements. Representative Michael Walls, Florida, leading the push for defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, who needs to be impeached and removed to drop the long-shot mandate, the two-shot mandate for National Guardsmen. The policy affects 45,000 troops who are either willfully unvaccinated or awaiting decisions on religious exemption, which they have almost granted uh, none. Another assault to you and me, another indignity, as it were. And again, did I mention that Joe Biden, on top of all of this... Joe Biden is going to Philadelphia to stand upon a heaping pile of crap that he has created and declare that he wants to heal the soul of America because Republicans are fascists now. We're fascists. We're Nazis. Dear God in heaven. The FBI staff have lost confidence in Director Christopher Wray and are calling for him to step down. One day after it emerged, politically biased agents who protected Hunter Biden and left the bureau. We're talking about uh, Tim Thibault. 
which in French is Thibault. I know this because I, uh, I speak French, because I double majored in college. I know, I know, I know. It's kind of weird how we're kind of following the, uh, the, the you know, French Revolution down the rabbit hole right now, aren't we? Uh, years ago, I said that we're like in the, in the tale of two cities. We've got a bourgeois. We've got a proletariat. Now we have a, uh, <laughs> we have a best deal in Washington, D.C. This isn't going to end well for Democrats. I, I said that. I've been saying it for a while. The FBI rank and file have lost confidence in Director Christopher Wray and are calling for his resignation. Kurt Zudak, lawyer and former FBI agent who now represents whistleblowers at the Bureau, said that agents are telling him Wray has lost control of the agency and they do not see how he can continue in his position. I'm hearing from FBI personnel that they, they feel like the director has lost control of the Bureau. They're saying, how does this guy survive? He's leaving. He's got to leave, which is what I say about Joe Biden. There will have to be a deposition of Joe Biden, removal from office in a legal fashion. But his presidency can't continue for another two years, considering what he's doing to the country, actions that are illegal, actions that are abuses and usurpations. Sudak uh, claimed he left his job at the FBI agent after 25 years last March because of alleged politicization at the top of the FBI leaders not being held accountable. The report comes out on the heels of the resignation of Timothy Thibault, the FBI uh, agent, a special agent in charge of the Hunter Biden laptop investigation over accusations of political bias. The biggest scandal in our history covered up by the FBI, which makes that cover-up the biggest scandal in American history. In disclosures to Congress about corruption and retaliation, FBI agents say that Ray would become aware of problems within the Bureau, but he never took action to resolve them. Some of those problems, including being forced or coerced into signing false affidavits, claims of sexual harassment and stalking, and fabricating terrorism cases to elevate performance statistics, meaning calling Republicans things like fascists and white supremacists. And the biggest threat... And terrorists. Thibault was one of 13 special uh, assistant special agents assigned to investigate the Hunter Biden laptop saga. By the way, in March, the assistant director of cybersecurity at the FBI said they had no idea where the laptop was. That happened this year. Representative Matt Gates was questioning, and he entered the laptop into the congressional record so it could no longer be avoided. Can you believe the FBI, as uh, late as March, said it didn't exist and they didn't know where it was? Anyway, Hunter Biden uh, saga was removed from the supervisory role by FBI Director Christopher Wray earlier this month after agency whistleblowers shed light on the alleged pattern of political bias from multiple high-ranking officials. Thibault's resignation follows a flurry of damaging claims, damning claims about the FBI and their handling of the Hunter probe, which you probably want to use uh, in casual conversation carefully. Hunter Biden probe, you know. In October, one month before the election, an avenue of derogatory Hunter Biden reporting was disclosed or closed by Thibault. This according to Senator Chuck Grassley. Thibault shut down the investigation despite evidence that some of the details were true. Well, they all were. Allegations provided to my office appear to indicate that there was a scheme in place among certain FBI officials to undermine derogatory information connected to Hunter Biden by falsely suggesting it was disinformation. And Special Agent Thibault was escorted from the FBI building on Friday, and nobody knew about it. They didn't say anything about it. 
And then the FBI, in an unprecedented raid of Mar-a-Lago about a month ago on a Monday, they said it was nuclear secrets. Nuclear secrets. Joe, Joe, uh, uh, what's his name, D- douchebag, on, uh, on MSNBC, Joe Scarborough, he said that it was, well, nuclear secrets. And he crossed his arms and he pitched to his uh, sycophantic leftist uh, panelist and uh, let him explain. Uh, yeah, there was no evidence of nuclear secrets. If it was that important, they would have gotten them a long time ago. And they certainly would have waited, would not have waited from Friday to Monday if the president of the United States, a former president, soon to be president again, Donald Trump, had nuclear secrets. But the FBI said, that everybody must leave the building while we go in with an open warrant to find anything. You cannot have any lawyers in the house, and we want you to turn off the cameras. The Secret Service there said, "Uh, no, we're not going to do that. Please tell me you have footage of the FBI laying out the documents in question that they released, even though they're in the middle of of an investigation, They released a staged photo of documents on the floor. And they were all completely readable. You could see each of the headlines of confidential right at the top like it was staged. Do you know why? Because it was staged. First of all, Donald Trump is a germaphobe, and he is uh, seriously serious about keeping his office, his home, everything in his life impeccably cleaned and organized. Anybody who knows Donald Trump knows this. Here's what Donald Trump said on Truth Social, which you should join today. They took them out of cartons. They spread them around the carpet, making it look like a big find for them. They dropped them, not me, very deceiving. And remember, we could have no representative, including lawyers, present during the raid. Here is uh, Rick Grinnell, friend of the show, uh, acting director of national intelligence uh, for the FBI under the uh, Trump administration, talking about the staging of the photos with Steve Bannon yesterday. It's very clear that these documents are all paper documents, not digital, and I think that's a very big deal. The staged photo shows paper, paper documents. And what I would say, Steve, is that the DOJ has been so reckless. Whoever staged this photo and whoever approved it... It's very obvious. Please. ...to be released is so unprofessional... Yep. ...and so reckless that they should actually... They redacted so much because they were concerned about the integrity of the investigation. On the affidavit to get the search warrant, they covered up everything except for Cash Patel's name. But somehow they took a picture on the scene and decided to share it with the national media. Be fired. Congress should get involved and to say we do not want FBI agents who stage photos and then release them to the public like uh, a spin document. This is this is dangerous. Oh yeah, it's beyond dangerous. It, it's a, it's an act of war against half of the country. This is Catch Patel talking to uh, Benny Johnson, who has a show on uh, Newsmax, by the way, about the pictures of the documents in Mar-a-Lago. Once again, Cash Patel worked with the, uh, the, uh, the, the Trump ad- uh, administration. He's been a target of the left in this country, and he's uh, been on the show, of course, talking about the, uh, the staged picture of the documents at Mar-a-Lago. So, first of all, uh, I, it is staged. Uh, that's, I, I, don't, I wasn't there. I don't know if that's how they found them, but I doubt it. And those red and yellow things that you see on the floor are cover sheets. Oh. Those aren't classified. Oh. They're saying they're supposed to be used when you identify classified documents. 
but there's nothing on those cover sheets. They also included a Time magazine cover framed in a box right next to it, conveniently, which showed Donald Trump and and then a bunch of uh, uh, deep staters that he says are uh, going after him. Kind of weird that way. Or any of the underlying documents which have white pieces of paper on them that the FBI and DOJ are showing President Trump never declassified them. So it's incumbent upon the government who are bringing or looking to bring criminal charges and the burden of proof, me as a national security prosecutor, you know, is familiar with that, uh, to show that. What they are doing is trying this case in the court of public opinion because what they're doing from jump is to make sure Donald Trump never runs again. Now, be it through federal conviction that precludes them or so much dirt in the media that people get turned off. Here's a little bit more from Cash Patel. By the way, Attorney General Merrick Garland sent uh, all Justice Department employees a memo on Tuesday reminding them of a policy, the agency's policies regarding communications with Congress. This is a threat to whistleblowers. Make no bones about it. It is a threat to whistleblowers. This is illegal. Except as provided in this chapter, no department employee may communicate with senators, representatives, congressional committees, or congressional staff without advanced coordination, consultation, and approval. That's getting rid of whistleblowers. All congressional inquiries and correspondence from members, committees, and staff should be immediately directed to OLA upon receipt. Well, you see, that would be like going uh, and, and sending out a message asking for help uh, behind the uh, the uh, Iron Curtain during the height of the Cold War. And uh, instead of uh, sending the uh, correspondence to someone to uh, say what's going on in here, going to the KGB and saying, can I send this? And then, of course, the KGB uh, taking you, arresting you, lining up you, against, uh, you up against a wall and shooting you to death yeah assassinating you here's a little bit more from cash patel and all i see is this raid continuing to backfire because it's not being run by law enforcement nope it's being run by government gangsters like chris ray and merrick garland and it all goes back to russiagate the guys that i used to work for at the national security division as a terrorism prosecutor which was the fbi attempting to thwart an election in 2015 the 2016 election and they did it again in 2020 Uh, 2020 with the same people in charge who authorized Russiagate are now the number two and three people in charge at DOJ under Merrick Garland who authorized this raid along with the same corrupt FBI crooks that trained and worked under Peter Strzok and Bill Priestap, Tybalt and company are the same people that work Russiagate Mm -hmm. that worked Hunter Biden laptop Mm -hmm. that worked the raid Mm -hmm. you don't perp walk an FBI agent out of the building what Unless he did something wrong. Oh. It doesn't happen. Chris Ray has covered for these guys since the beginning. Chris Ray should have been fired and never appointed five years ago when Devin and I... I want to get that resume ready. I'm just saying you might want to do that. Asked him to help us get to the bottom of Russiagate. He obstructed with Rod Rosenstein and company. Now these guys know they were on the precipice of releasing the other Russiagate documents. Rutrow, FBI. That Devin and I could not release that Donald Trump declassified. And what do they do? They go raid Mar-a-Lago and say... Can't see anything anymore. We have an open investment. Yeah, we uh, we aren't being played anymore. I thought you should know. On the way, a little bit uh, more on the uh, the 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 staged photo, and then we're going to get into uh, you and I being called fascists and Joe Biden's declaration of war against us by using uh, words of war. Let's take a break. You're listening to the Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. You know that uh, 
an administration is on the wrong side of history when the American people literally months into the administration at football games. Remember last uh, last season, uh, less than a year into Joe Biden's administration, people were chanting uh, FJB. And then uh, there was a, a race, a NASCAR race, and there's a guy named Brandon who was there, and the crowd was yelling FJB. And the uh, the, the person who was there, because, you know, uh, you get freaked out when you're a broadcaster on TV or radio and somebody drops the F-bomb behind you. You'll do everything you can to cover it up. What well, no, 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 maybe they're saying, let's go, Brandon. And then, uh, you know, Republicans decided to make it funny, knowing, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, you're nudge Nudge, you're saying uh, uh, FJB, but you're really saying, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. It kind of give you an indication of what the American people think of Joe Biden then. And things have only gotten worse since. Tonight, the President of the United States is going to deliver a speech in the heart of Philadelphia. The place where the Declaration of Independence was signed. And he's going to... Uh, rub your face in his policies and he from that sacred place is going to call half of us fascists using a word of war mm-hmm. this after an unprecedented unacceptable raid of mar-a-lago a former president's home it's never happened have you noticed all the silence there's uh, no Barack Obama. There's no George uh, W. Bush, who I once thought was a, a decent man. I was wrong. There's no. Uh, there's nothing coming from uh, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's been real quiet lately. It's kind of weird. It's almost kind of like they're they want to separate themselves from what the federal government is planning on doing. And also, Pete Buttigieg. Haven't heard a thing from Pete Buttigieg. Maybe it's because they're grooming Pete Buttigieg to be a presidential candidate, even though he's a uh, uh, mindless little fop who has no life experience. This is uh, uh, Jonathan Turley from uh, GW, George Washington University in Washington, D.C., talking about the, uh, the magistrate who allowed the search of, uh, of Mar-a-Lago and how he really may have, uh, he may have screwed up. I think the magistrate made a mistake signing off on this broad language. I think you're right. It should have had greater particularity, greater specificity, uh, because it was... That's not the third world way. You're supposed to be able to kick down the doors and grab anything you can. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. That's so unbelievably uh, broad. What's amazing about this filing is the Department of Justice tells the court... Yeah, we probably did gather up some other material, but we still... I know he got his passports and the whole uh, attorney-client privilege stuff, you know. But, you know, I know it's against the Fourth Amendment, it's illegal and everything, but, you know, it was just the moment, the heat of the moment. Shouldn't give it back, because it's evidence that he mixed classified material with non-classified. I mean, that is really just breathtaking. I mean, you can establish a record and then give the material back, particularly if it's attorney-client material. Yes. They don't explain why they just don't obviously create the record. Because they want to rifle through it. And then allow the material to go back. They'd they, never be able to see it otherwise. They also say in a footnote, we might be able to give more information about what was gathered, uh, but we're looking for extraordinary circumstances. What well, sounds yeah. like those extraordinary circumstances is to avoid a special master. Yeah, the old special master, because they know that uh, the special master will unveil the criminality behind the affidavit and the search warrant. Let's go to Sean in Live Oak, California. Sean, you got about uh, about 45 seconds. Go. Well, it's just uh, the, all the idiocy that's going on here. And uh, last Saturday, uh, NZ on his show featured this song. And it's 
And the lyrics were, Idiots Walk Among Us, and it also reminds me of what Joseph Stalin said, useful idiots. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Keep them ignorant. Uh, you, you know, call them, call people names, uh, call them extraordinary names, uh, you know, uh, do uh, unconstitutional raids on ex-presidents for no reason other than to try to uh, keep them from running again. It really is uh, ludicrous. The, uh, the country sees it. Seventy five to eighty five percent of the American people know the country's going in the wrong direction. This is one of the five. This is one of the uh, the, pr- the prime examples. Uh, more on the uh, the raid on Mar-a-Lago and the depraved Merrick Garland. We'll get to that, uh, among other things. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show, and uh, it is already Thursday. Can you believe it? It's already the uh, first of September. I mean, wow. Crazy, right? Uh, and you know, I got to tell you, I am—I uh, really like summer. Uh, and you know, perhaps that is because you know I am getting—you uh, know—older. I'm no longer uh, you know 40, 30, 30, 20, whatever. Uh, and so uh, uh, you know, I—I I, I really uh, hate winter. I really do hate uh, winter with a with a passion. But you know, I'm actually ready for fall for a couple of things. Just for a couple of things. Uh, one of them is cooler weather and uh, football. Um, I, I'm watching football again after a couple of years uh, because they aren't uh, kneeling during the national anthem with all that crap they have been doing. Uh, so I'm, I'm watching a little bit of football. And then also uh, uh, the, the election's coming up. And we need to absolutely destroy the Democrat Party, make them look back at themselves and uh, be introspective or just completely disband and disappear into history. Uh, I don't think either one of those things are going to happen. And then last night I'm looking at Twitter, and uh, Jenna Ellis is uh, a friend of the show, and we've had her on the show. She's a uh, now working with uh, Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania for his campaign for governor that uh, he is going to win and uh, turn Pennsylvania around, hopefully. Uh, and, and she posted last night she couldn't she couldn't wait. She yesterday, August 31st, got a pumpkin spice latte at Starbucks. Now I gotta draw the line there. All right, you know, pumpkin spice dead start. In August. All right? And another thing, by the way, because the economy is awful, and it really is, we, uh, over the past uh, couple of decades, we've noticed that uh, retailers don't want to say Merry Christmas anymore. They want to say Happy Holidays. They want to uh, take Christmas out of the classroom. They have effectively, can't even have green and red decorations, the whole deal. But American retailers absolutely need happy little Christians to go in and buy gifts for Christmas because literally, if this doesn't show you that America is a, is a Christian nation, nothing against you if you're Jewish, nothing against you if you're Muslim, but I got to tell you, if your entire fourth quarter depends on Christians and one holiday, then maybe you start, uh, you start saying Merry Christmas. That said, I went to Costco and Sam's Club in the last couple of weeks they got Christmas stuff out. It used to be kind of weird because Halloween stuff went out, and then the Christmas kind of came in, you know, towards the end of October. Now Christmas was out first. No, I'm going to say no, but I, I don't blame them because it's terrible. The economy is terrible, absolutely worthless. And so uh, they're, they're having to rely on Christians and the holiday to save their butts. And 
provided you vote in person in mass and make sure to be vigilant and make sure to not accept vote theft using your phone as a citizen journalist if you get multiple ballots at your home wrong ballots at your home you call your precinct director you get in touch with your local republican party and say here and take pictures of it and save them because they're going to try anything they can including changing the method of voting like they did in alaska last night so if and when the Republicans take over the House and hell comes to Washington, D.C., then it's going to be a very glorious Christmas for all of us. A little bit more on the, uh, the raid of Mar-a-Lago and the FBI releasing a staged picture of cla- confidential documents at Mar-a-Lago. They laid out on the floor so you could see them perfectly. And then a, a box of uh, framed Time magazines. There. <laughs> it was just like, wow. It was, what was the store that I went to in New York City? The one where they do the windows? Like an elf. Which one is that? What is that? Bloomingdale? What are, it's, like, it's like the FBI did a Bloomingdale's Christmas window with, uh, with the stuff from Mar-a-Lago. It's, it's, absolutely, uh, it's absolutely hilarious. I had played that Jonathan Turley from uh, George Washington University. He is a, uh, well, I, I don't even know if he's liberal, conservative. All I know is he's on the right of what is right, uh, the side of what is right. Here he is talking, I guess this was Hannity, about uh, the, uh, the magistrate who granted the, uh, the search warrant, which uh, has already been called uh, a ridiculous. Uh, here he is talking about uh, the, the mis- no, actually, I've already played that one. Hold on, I played that one. I can't play it again. Sam, I can't play it again. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, yes, here it is. Here's uh, John and the Turley. A little bit more about the ridiculous search and the staging like a window at a shopping, uh, at a uh, at a, uh, a store in New York City just in time for Christmas. The Department of Justice has already recognized that it may have actually gathered up attorney-client privilege material. I would be astonished if they didn't. This search was so ridiculously broad. I mean, the judge allowed, the magistrate allowed, the FBI to take whole boxes of a single piece of paper had a classification marking and then take all the boxes stored with that box. I mean, obviously, they took virtually everything in the storage room. And so, you know, when the government now says, well, this is ours, you know, we shouldn't have to give it back. Well, that's the point of a special master to determine what you gathered, whether it is appropriately yours. We need a special master, not a drunken master. Uh, Here is uh, Greg Jarrett talking about the the special master and how Merrick Garland is trying to prevent it. Now, the special master is going to go and look at the affidavit that was presented to the magistrate, who is a political tool, supporter of uh, Barack Obama, also uh, recused himself from a, a case where Donald Trump was suing Hillary Clinton because he is a Democrat. The FBI did judge shop to get the approval for the search warrant. The FBI did similar things by uh, paying for and working with the Clinton, uh, uh, with Hillary Clinton's election campaign and the Democrat Party to create a dossier uh, and create some sort of Russia collusion hoax to throw the 2016 election. They went to a court and they lied. And they lied to get a search warrant to surveil Donald Trump, to uh, surveil his campaign, transition team, and presidency, which is what they wanted to do in Mar-a-Lago. They went, they did a broad search, they were going to listen to every conversation, they were going to monitor, monitor every communication in hopes they would find something, the same thing they did in Mar-a-Lago, except for they would find anything physically that Donald Trump had that they could find some 
tiny bit of minutia that they could claim is some sort of a crime that could prevent him from running for president again. Here is Greg Jarrett. Look, I, I read the court filing, and I must say it is one of the most feeble and anemic arguments by Merrick Garland that I think I've ever read. In Which is kind of funny, because if you listen to Merrick Garland speak or talk or look, and you watch him, he looks pretty weak and feeble. The court filing. Uh, no legal standing to go to court, he claims. Uh, my goodness, a first-year law student knows that if you're the target of a search and seizure, you have a constitutional right to go to court and argue a violation of the Fourth Amendment uh, to either suppress it or, at the very least, have a special master review and segregate the material. The other part uh, of what was he... Why is Merrick Garland fighting the special master? Because he's trying to hide his criminality and his agency's criminality. In the court filing by Garland was this crazy notion of obstruction of justice. What is that? You have to prove that Listen. a person acted corruptly and with an improper purpose. And the United States Supreme Court has narrowed it further and said you have to act uh, immorally with a depraved and evil purpose. Where is evidence of that. Why do you think that Joe Biden is calling MAGA Republicans fascists? Hmm. A little more from Greg Jarrett. If the president uh, truly thought he had a right to access and custody of these presidential papers, there's no corrupt intent here. And look at all of the three criminal statutes in the warrant cited by Garland. They all require knowingly, deliberately, willfully breaking the law. If the president said, wait a minute, this stuff, I declassified it and have a right into the president. Why did they raid Melania Trump's wardrobe? Why did they suffer that indignity upon her? Presidential Records Act to have access to it. Um, then, you know, there, there's no criminal intent here. All of that is not addressed by Merrick Garland. And yeah, yeah, and uh, by the way, this is the same uh, AG who literally worked with the head of the Department of Education and the Biden White House. We have the memos to go after parents who disagree with critical race theory in Northern Virginia, Loudoun and Fairfax County, to go after them with FBI resources as domestic terrorists. That is a fact. That is the Stasi. And this, my friends, is the latest volley in the war they have started against us. Why? in the last two weeks have MAGA extremists been used as words to describe us? Why are we being called fascists? What are we doing? It's almost like they're afraid of Donald Trump and us and what will happen to them when Republicans take over both houses of Congress. In fact, that's exactly 
what it is because they know it's game over. They know the bleep is going to hit the fan. The truth is going to come out about the FBI colluding with the Democrat Party, colluding with Facebook, colluding with Twitter, the mainstream media to throw an election in 2020 and colluded with the Democrat Party and Hillary Clinton to throw the election of 2016, among other things. They know they face a truly existential crisis. They know they have to stop Donald Trump and they have to stop you and me. And they will resort to anything. They will resort to anything. We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. Why why the rage? What, What have we done in the last couple of weeks other than sit back and watch our rights be trampled on? What, what inspired this rage and these talking points? Ag Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million... Why are they still stuck on January the 6th and the election of 2020? Why are they still stuck on it? It's like they're trying to hide something. Americans voted to save our democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. There you go. We just have to vote. 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 There's a message for all the dead people, uh, you know, who vote for Democrats. Yeah. They know we are on the cusp of uncovering everything. They know we are on the cusp of indicting, convicting, and jailing a lot of people and busting up a lot of agencies. This is their existential threat. That's why they have declared war on us, and the president will do so tonight in a speech. On the way, Marco Rubio talks about being called a fascist. Uh, Also, uh, Joe Biden literally threatening us during a speech over the weekend. This is the Rob Carson Show. Bulldoze the swamp, pave it over, and start again. It's the Rob Carson Show. That is some more uh, new bumper music, by the way. (laughs) That is fantastic. Uh, This is the Rob Carson Show. So uh, I think we need a little uh, musical palate cleanser from our friend, Mr. Jim Gossett. We collaborated on this yesterday. This is for all you patriotic whistleblowers out there. Whistleblow at work About the Mar-a-Lago raid and drive the left berserk Whistleblow at work Then cheerfully together we can fire all these jerks And when we sweep the room, we'll spell the deep state's doom Chris Ray, he'll be led away when we lower the boom Whistleblow at work, rat out the FBI. Prove that their agenda is protecting the big guy. Most corrupt president ever. Whistle and expose. Corruption in the DOJ so everybody knows. Whistle really loud. 
Whistleblowers are so brave you make our country proud. Good job, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, keep them, keep whistling, will you? Despite Merrick Garland literally illegally saying that you have to approve uh, essentially any, any conversation you have with a member of Congress. Which is, you see how uh, whistleblowing works. You go to someone in a position of power who uh, can affect the, uh, you know, the, uh, the uh, process, uh, the, the legislative branch, you know, uh, and, uh, and that's how you whistleblow. But Merrick Garland is saying you can't. You have to uh, report yourself to him. You have to say, hey, man, I just wanted you to know, Merrick Garland, I realize that the stuff you're doing is illegal and everything and improper and uh, uh, uncalled for and ridiculous and all that. So I'm going to go ahead. I just want to ask you, can I give this to Congress? And Merrick Garland will say, "Uh, you know what? No, I'm going to go ahead and keep that. And you're fired. And uh, we're going to destroy you. Uh, Is that okay? Can we do that? You, You think I'm exaggerating? No, 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 no. When you're at work and your boss is, okay, say for instance you're at work and your boss is uh, uh, sexually harassing you in the break room by grabbing your ass every day. And you need to tell HR because it's, this is absolutely untoward. It'd be like if, I don't know, like a senator got on an elevator with you as an intern and uh, uh, sexually assaulted you, like in 1993 with Joe Biden. Well, you know, be something like that. But, but you, the, the rules at work would be you got to talk to the supervisor that is sexually harassing you before you go to HR. And you go, hey, supervisor, you know, I know you like to play grab us in the great break room and everything and make lewd comments about me and all that. Uh, but I, I'm thinking about going to HR. What do you think about that? I'm thinking maybe you're fired. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah, it's kind of like that. It's kind of like that. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous and it's un-American. And it must be taken down. And if they think it'll, they'll succeed, if they think they will succeed by trying to tamp down our protest and... Our vote, this never ends well in history. It never ends well for the totalitarians. They're able to hold on to power for a while, but ultimately it ends in a very bad way for them. I'm not talking about violence. I'm talking about you're done, and you need to go to jail. Republicans are planning a rebuttal to Biden's soul of the nation speech, which, by the way, how dare you, you old, awful man, say that you possess the soul of the nation. Dear God in heaven, if you look at everything the Democrat Party stands for right now, everything they stand for is soulless. 87,000 IRS agents, abortion, open border, fentanyl, 100,000 plus people dying. Unbelievable. Kevin McCarthy expected to deliver his remarks in Scranton, Pennsylvania, in the early evening ahead of the president's address. I think he is going to effectively declare war upon us. Here is Marco Rubio talking about the abuses and usurpations that we are undergoing and what we need to do about it. By calling not Republican office holders, Republican voters, us. everyday people, by calling them semi-fascists, Last week in Florida, Charlie Crist, running for governor once again here, said he didn't want the support of anyone who had voted or supported Ron DeSantis, which is the majority of the state. Yeah, he said they were haters, and the opposite is true. In essence, they are no longer attacking. This is the distinction here. They're not attacking political leaders. It's declaring war on you and me. Alone, They are attacking voters, which in Florida is the majority of voters because Donald Trump won the state by four points. They want to go after you because they are going after Donald Trump. Here's a little more of Marco Rubio. 
there's two things happening here. The first is they're criminalizing opposition. I said they're trying and dehumanizing their opposition. Now, that is absolutely true. They are putting labels on us. And if you don't believe me, see Germany 1939. I don't use that comparison uh, lightly. I will also mention that in the summer of uh, 2020, uh, BLM and Antifa took Kristallnacht to a new level by destroying cities around the country to the tune of $2 billion. Another comparison. Another comparison. There's a gulag in Washington, D.C., where people have not even gotten the trial date. They've been in jail for walking into a building, the U.S. Capitol, when the doors were open. Yeah. Hell's coming. We're coming with it. More on this and... uh, And some other good stuff. Uh, Stick around. It's the Rob Carson Show. Here's a Wednesday edition of the Rob Carson Show. We have a very special guest on the Newsmax Hotline. He is running for governor, running for the soul of Maryland. Dan Cox joins us on the phone. Hello, my friend. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Glad to have you on finally, sir. Hey, Rob. It's great to be back on again. Thank you for the opportunity. You know, it's a great day in Maryland once again to look forward for freedom instead of, you know, constantly having to have the the, the dread of uh, a divisive uh, socialist approach. And with balanced and with constitutional leadership, we can turn this state around and keep us going right in the, in the direction of positive values for all of us. Dan, I want to ask you this. Um, what are the voters of Maryland uh, telling you? Because I'll tell you, I, I moved uh, from Maryland, uh, let me see, 2014, I guess, uh, between that. that and, and I didn't want to leave. I liked living there. I liked uh, Montgomery County where I lived. Didn't like the politics of it, but I love the, the state. It's a beautiful state. It's one of the most glorious states I've ever lived in in my life. But I did have to move for a job, and now I'm glad I did because of the COVID, uh, COVIDiacy that happened there. There, the uh, what's going on in uh, Baltimore with crime? I wouldn't take my kids down to uh, to uh, to see a ball game in Baltimore anymore, like I used to. We used to go to the Inner Harbor all the time with my son, go to see Orioles games, and and then also you got the nonsense uh, uh, as far as uh, school curricula is concerned in Montgomery County. Um, you know, what are you going to do to Maryland? What are people telling you that they need to have change in the state of Maryland? And you're absolutely right. It's a sad state of affairs, and that's why I'm running on the on the platform, uh, generally summarized by the the phrase "It's your freedom." This is what's at stake. We have the future of Maryland uh, hanging in the balance with Baltimore City and crime across the state, because as you know, um, you know Biden is uh, bringing people here through buses and such from the southern border. We've got uh, basically. Um, a, uh, a stand down of most of the uh, issues in Baltimore City with the crime. I've, we were told, for instance, that uh, they only prosecute about 30 percent of the murders. Yeah. And of those, you know, they don't convict everyone. So most of the uh, people that are shooting people and, and killing them in Baltimore are running around in Baltimore. So you're absolutely right. It's dangerous. I'm the law and order candidate. I'm going to restore the sense of uh, protection and honesty and and backing of the blue to make sure that they have the funding that they need to protect us on the streets. We're 800 officers short in Baltimore City. And while that is happening in the legislature this past year, uh, they tried to defund the police. 
They were, they were um, you know, all in to, to uh, expose officers' families with what's called MPIAs. These are Public Information Act requests. I fought that in committee. We killed most of those bad things. Um, some of them slipped through with the, uh, the loss of some qualified immunity under constitutional torts. We're going to put that back. We're going to fight hard to make sure that our police are protected and that our communities are safe. I mean, this is a keystone element. Last Yesterday, actually, um, I sent out an email last night about this horrific crime that just happened. I mean, every day there's murders in Baltimore. But yesterday there was a young lady, 18 years old, who, were, who was gunned down in cold blood because, with a, by the way, with an execution style, because she would not allegedly hand over her cell phone to the, uh, to the five masked men that were robbing them. This is atrocious. And this was in, uh, you know, near Baltimore County line. It was not... Um, you know, these these were not um, bad kids from everything I've read. These these, these were kids that were um, just simply uh, taken advantage of, robbed. And then this young lady was um, was literally, you know, minding her own business and, and wouldn't, you know, give over her phone allegedly and was murdered. That's the end of my watch. We're going to restore law and order to Maryland. And guess what? My opponent, Wes Moore is on record with Salon.com on video as well as uh, with the Aspen Institute talking about defunding the police, talking about the fact that we need to change the outlook for 400 years of so-called systemic uh, oppression and inequality to eradicate back to uh, going back to 1619, he called it, which, yes. by the way, is a Marxist project to divide us one, one against another. And he wants to go back and he wants to rearrange our systems and our laws. Our Constitution is sacred. We just need to do something that's a lot less radical, but how about much more common sense? And I would say it's called enforce the law. That's yes. what we're going to do. And I tell you what, uh, Dan, we have got uh, uh, the, across the, you know, we're across the nation now. We have a national show. Our, our glorious anchor station is WCBM, where we're blowing the ratings up on my show. But these, these are uh, issues that America's mad about. When you look at uh, polls that say between 85 and 67% of Americans say we're going in the wrong direction, this includes Democrats of the state of Maryland. I know it's hard to believe. Uh, Dan Cox, your opponent is uh, outspending you 10 to 1, mostly on the assuming because of outside money. Uh, what are you doing to counter that? And certainly, uh, what can we do to help you out? Well, thank you. Well, first of all, I won't turn down any uh, good American citizen who wants to donate to our campaign at CoxForFreedom.com. But I, I'll tell you this, Rob, um, money doesn't win elections. Votes yes. win elections. And we're going to flood the polls with patriots and with Marylanders, including, like you said, people who are fed up of all parties and backgrounds. And we see this across the board with the parental rights issues, the indoctrination. We have it worse than most states, not only on the crime issue, but in the schools. Uh, for instance, uh, not only in Montgomery County, but across the entire state, there's a regulation requiring gender identity indoctrination beginning at pre-K on up. Now, most Democrat moms I talk to are inflamed and in, in, incensed uh, with uh, opposing this being done behind their backs without notice and without opportunity to opt their child out. So we're gaining a lot of traction on that. And Westmore, my opponent, is all in on his website to force this. He actually says he's going to use the State Board of Education to overreach into the local county boards of education to force this, even if a local board of education objects. 
that's unconscionable. I'm going to make sure this is eliminated from the curriculum along with the CRT, the critical race theory, which is Marxist divisive ideology being uh, taught to our kids that are somehow that our, our, our country is, is a bad thing. We're the greatest country on earth. And we, we always have been. And we, we always, always have been. been. We, you know, when we have opportunity, we always improve. It's a beautiful thing. And we're going to restore that in our classrooms once again. I got to tell you, uh, this is madness. This all is madness. I really, I really am glad my kids got the hell out of Montgomery County schools when my daughter was in fifth grade. By the way, we moved to Kansas. I, you know, I'm not particularly thrilled about living in Kansas. Don't plan on living in the rest of my life. The Kansas City area is a lovely area. I just need to be near water and mountains. Uh, but uh, I moved here, and I didn't realize. Everybody told me Maryland schools were the best. Oh, yeah, Maryland schools are the best. Then I got here and discovered that my daughter was reading in the third grade level and doing uh, – doing third grade level math in fifth grade in kansas they did a powerpoint presentation they said here's how we're going to change your daughter's life now she's an a plus student my son the same way because montgomery county schools uh as much as they like to brag about them not so much then you add all this indoctrination all this covid nonsense that destroyed children's lives dan they destroyed children's lives and now they want to double down and i'm telling you sir you can do the same thing that glenn yunkin did in virginia i know it's a tougher road to hoe in maryland but there are enough tiger moms and ticked off dads out there on this alone to propel yes. you into the state house go ahead well you're absolutely right and that's why for two years uh it's why i ended up getting drafted to run and, and pushed by so many mama bears mama grizzlies and papa bears out there to run because it started with this nonsense of locking down our schools locking down our communities our churches our youth groups our businesses and so there were no options our extracurricular activities for our kids were eliminated i actually had to uh serve as a coach in a private school uh to uh, provide extracurricular opportunities because the public schools in our state were shut down and didn't allow for you know things like outdoor cross country uh if you can imagine that and so it was a vicious lockdown here they masked forced masked our kids now my opponent wants a vaccine passport, mandatory, wow. show your papers or else you don't get services. That's, he's on record doing that with his own uh, events. And, and our, for two years, our approach has been to oppose that, return power to the people, making sure that our schools stay open. And now with the, uh, you know, the 34% increase in, in uh, child mental health needs because of the lockdowns, they were trying and they did pass a bill, which I fought on the House floor, to uh, allow for uh, these money interests to go behind parents' backs in the schools and yes. and provide uh, both suicidal and gender dysphoria and other forms of mental health uh, um, counseling without notifying the parent. So parents, have... as you mentioned, are fed up. They're not happy at all. They want transparency. They want reasonableness, common sense. They want to be back involved, and uh, they want to make sure that their kids have a world-class education and you're exactly right. That's what Glenn Youngkin yeah. did, and that's what we're going to do here in Maryland. Let's talk about uh, the guy who you're replacing, and that would be Larry Hogan, who uh, is obviously auditioning for MSNBC because he's never going to be the president of the United States. Um, let's talk about his uh, uh, non-endorsement of you uh, and why he would rather have this uh, this cabal that has wrecked the lives of uh, business owners and students and families for years. Uh, what do you have to say about Larry Hogan and his lack of support for you and, uh, and the party that that you are leading uh, should you become the governor of Maryland? Well, it's not just um, that he's in the past and we're looking to the future. 
He's also said defamatory things. He said things that are horrifically uh, evil, really, towards me. And I have tried not to respond in kind, but I will say this. It's, uh, it's wrong, uh, some of the things he said. And I think the people of Maryland resoundingly agreed with uh, the negativity being exactly the opposite of what they want on Election Day. And so we're looking forward. And I think when you see his approach, look at what he's doing, Rob. Right across the country, he's trying to push down our Republican candidates, because if we have a red wave, then everything that the uh, the rhino party believes in is done. They are yeah. historically done. And so we need to make sure people understand that this is the time to stand up, step up and to turn out in massive numbers at the polls if they want to save their country. And they're going to try and, and inspire fear, and they're going to say all these things, you won't be able to get an abortion and all of these things. Uh, these are things that, uh, that uh, in Maryland are not going to happen. What is going to happen is you are going to confront all of this idiocy, all of this, uh, this uh, uh, extreme governance, all of this. Listen, Maryland has everything it takes to be one of the greatest states in America. I lived there for 12 years, Dan. I loved it. I loved being able to go to the beach. I loved being able to, to enjoy history. It was it was marvelous. Same with Pennsylvania. Yeah. I've gotten to know Doug Mastriano. Doug Mastriano is running in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, yeah. glorious state. Used to go up to Pennsylvania, Dutch country. Love it, love it, love it. I had a jaded jaded thoughts about Maryland and uh, Pennsylvania because I come from Iowa. <clears throat> and I was wrong because th- there is patriotism. There is beauty. There is greatness in Maryland and Pennsylvania. It's just that there are some really bad people in power who are abusing power. And we need to give people like you a chance. And Dan, I hate, I got to tell you this. There are a lot of people, and I mean liberals. I mean uh, traditionally people think, oh, people of color won't vote for Republicans. Oh, yes, they will. I know many in Baltimore who will do the footwork for you, sir. So how can we help you out? How can they help you? out not only monetarily but getting out on the street and meeting people what can we do we're in the final stretch sir we want to help you out well thank you yes and i couldn't agree more we have a beautiful state and beautiful people we you know we have 24 jurisdictions 23 counties in baltimore city and i'm telling you only about three of those maybe four are uh you know are serious democrat counties everywhere else is bright bright deep dark red conservative values that's why they call us the old line state, you know, because yes, sir. Uh, back in the day we had 400 volunteers that stood up against uh, 10,000 uh, tyrannical uh, soldiers under George Washington. We won, and George Washington uh, dubbed us, you know, just a, a great state. And, and that's our heritage, and we have that history here in, in, in Maryland. We have a beautiful uh, geography, and I think at the end of the yes. day you're going to see people turn out. And yes, one sir. of the things that you mentioned is true. Uh, we have people of all backgrounds, including in Baltimore City right now, uh, organizing on our team. We have every single county that's uh, come out and worked hard at the doors, door knocking. Where they're doing, uh, we have various different options, and you can pick and choose. If you don't like to knock on doors, you can, in the comfort of your living room, you can use our call app and you can call voters for us. Uh, you can sign up to uh, go to events or parades. We've got parades coming up this weekend. Yes. Yes. So it's all the above. They can go to coxforfreedom.com. And sign up saying uh, there's a a link that says get involved. And I'm asking everyone to please get involved. If you care about your children, if you care about the future of your grant, you know, your your posterity, if you care about your business, if you care about being able to uh, stay in Maryland and not be kicked out because of excessive retirement taxes, then I'm asking you, please, now's the time. It's exciting. The movement is here. Let's get together. Let's get this done. And and we're going to make sure 
that freedom wins on the ballot in, on November 8th. Well, we are we are definitely not good. I don't believe the people of Maryland want to put the pedal to the metal with regard to the status quo. They've had enough. And i got to tell you, Dan, I miss Maryland crab cakes, all right? Uh, I, I, want, I would love to come back to Maryland, bro, because they can't get a good crab cake in Kansas. It just doesn't happen, all right? Come on, it's on me. I'm going to tell on, you, sir, I'm going to tell you, and I, and I mean this, uh, God speed and God bless you. We've got to win this. You can text COX Cox to 797979 if you would like to help with the fight. And I know many do, and we are here, sir. Or you can go to coxforfreedom.com. Uh, Dan Cox, thanks for your time today. I know you're busy, and we're here to help. And I know a lot of people want to save Maryland, and I think that voting for you is the first step, sir. Well, thank you so much. It really does matter. You're a great person, Rob. Thank you. You're a patriot and American hero. And it really does matter, as you pointed out. Maryland is ground zero for a lot of these horrific Democrat policies that they want to export to the nation. And we're going to stop them right here with your help. All right. We got to run. We'll have you on again soon. Again, sir, God bless, Godspeed. We'll talk to you again soon. It's the Rob Carson Show. Dissent is not disinformation. It's the Rob Carson Show. CoxForFreedom.com. CoxForFreedom.com. If you live in Maryland, listen, I would have had to move from Maryland. Uh, had I, I not uh, had to move because of a job, I would have left Maryland because of Larry Hogan and what's happened to Maryland in the last couple of years. Absolutely unlivable if you are trying to have a business or have a kid in school. Absolutely. you got to turn it around. Lori in Ellicott City, Maryland, joins us. Hello, Lori. Your thoughts on Dan Cox? Hi, Rob. How are you doing today? I'm glorious. Yeah, I just want to let you know I love your show. I listen to you every single day and then tell everybody about you. And I wanted to thank you for having Dan Cox on because we we don't hear enough from him. I was just in a group of folks the other day saying, where is he? What can we do? And um, so thank you. This was a, a, a huge huge deal today. I got all well, Lori, I, I want you to, you know, I want you to, you know, you noticed the beginning of the interview, Dan came on and he's not been on the show before. And so he didn't know what to expect. But I, I hope that we really sent a message to him that uh, it's time to kick the tires and light the fires on this campaign. Because yeah, there are a lot of people like you who are ready to be warriors and to win this, Lori. Yes, yes. So thank you. I, I swear, I was just texting my friends going, oh, my gosh, I got all the info. Yes. <laughs> so thank you, Rob. You do a great job and have a beautiful day. You too. And have a great weekend, Lori. Lori, you've got to be involved. You've got to be vigilant. You not only have to vote in person, you have to get out and you have to knock on doors. You have to volunteer at your polling place. And if you see any sort of BS, you need to use your cell phone, your supercomputer with a phone app as a citizen journalist because democrats in maryland in particular they have the the state house is called the maryland general asylum for a reason and they've had a stranglehold on maryland for a very long time so again i'm going to tell you coxforfreedom.com or you can just text to 797979 if you want to volunteer you want to help out and you want to again kick the tires and light the fires for dan cox for maryland let's take a break you're listening to the rob carson show they called us deplorables they shut down our country they say our thoughts are disinformation
This is our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show, hour number three, and I think we need a little musical interlude, don't you? We won the last election. My campaign was perfection. Come on! They stole the vote, and we all know. Then they raided Mar-a-Lago. They raided Mar-a-Lago. The FBI has got to go. Bye-bye. They're not our friend. They are our foe. We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. Come on. And you're not gonna take it anymore. This vote. Vote. Hillary deleted all her emails. And Hunter Biden should be in jail. Yep. You know I am right. And they are wrong. We'll win come this November. Come on. And this crap we will remember. Once and for all, let's drain the swamp. Let's do it. We're not gonna take it. No, you're not gonna take it. We're not gonna take it anymore. That is Sean Farish. He's from Long Island, and he does the best uh, Trump impersonation in the history of uh, mankind. That's why we have him on the show. Uh, and we have a special guest, one of the warriors on the ground in uh, in Maryland, Barbara from Baltimore. How are you, Barbara? Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for giving me my mojo. <laughs> I got my mojo back from your Good. interview with Dan Cox. I'm excited again. I'm telling you, because it's a battle to try to keep on top of stuff here, because I'm telling you. I know rhinos. you you live, you live in the heart of it. I told you. I told Dan Cox. I said. I said. You know. I, I didn't want to leave Maryland when I left. I'm glad I did. Would I come back to Maryland? Uh, yeah, I would actually. If if I had the opportunity, uh, Newsmax has a studio in D.C. Yeah, I, I might because I, I it's such a beautiful state and the crab cakes are so damn good. But yes, it sounds like it, so the interview. I think we kind of lit a fire under Dan a little. What do you think? Well, he needs a fire lit under him, but you know what? He's fuck, he's, <laughs> he's, he's got, got the right ideas. Battle. He just needs to come on. I know we got to fight. No, no, they, no. I'm going to just say something, especially since I know a lot of people are listening. Uh, I'm following a thread right now uh, of people who don't think he should go to that Trump rally. Now, here's what I'm thinking. Because they're afraid. Donald Trump is going to be two hours away. You know, yep. it, it's, it's a rising tide that lifts all boats. And I'm like, man, wouldn't this be a great time to just go ahead and have a bunch of people go up there? Not only that, with his own name on a bus, traveling to the northern part, yes. up to the PA. Uh, you got York, York. You got a lot of people that, that are living in Maryland who work in York, PA. That's our border. Why yes. would they not support? Donald Trump being so close. And Barbara, I want you now, Barbara. Barbara, what you think about this? Because the left in this country and uh, rhinos like Larry Hogan said that uh, uh, Trump-backed candidates had no chance of winning. Trump win about two hundred and ten to uh, uh, ten, uh, no, one hundred and forty to and ten with with regard to endorsements. Now, Joe Biden in the last two weeks is suddenly calling MAGA Republicans fascists. This says to me they know that Republicans, including Dan Cox, can win. 
again. You may also notice that Mitch McConnell is suddenly yes. saying that yes, uh, yes, Dr. Yes. Oz can win in Pennsylvania. You know why? Because Mitch McConnell sees the writing on the wall. Because uh, he, he better change history because he's going down, too. In November, he's going to go down, too, unless he gets on the right side of it. Absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, the rhinos, Maryland's got a deep state of its own. I know. There is a deep state here of its own. And and a lot of it, a lot of people might get mad at me about this, but i got to say, that Maryland GOP, I'm yes. not... I'm not impressed with any of them. Dan Cox should have had his own booth at that fair. This fair that's going, he should have had his own booth and let everybody who wants to come, who wants to win, they need to come to him, not have his, his him and his people going to them, and they're siding with Larry Hogan. I mean, they're still standing with it. I mean, Larry Hogan is one step away from uh, uh, just endorsing Westmore. I mean, I don't know what else he can do. Well, Larry Larry Hogan is uh, is a shameful human being, and he is just like Michael Steele. I used to know Michael Steele. I remember I, I met him on a number of occasions. I even stood in front of him in line to uh, hang out with Rush Limbaugh in Washington D.C. Uh, and uh, you know, and and then I see the 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 selling of his soul to MSNBC. Dear God, what in the hell? What in the hell? Who, who sells their soul to MSNBC? Rob, it's too much money. It's too much money. They cannot turn away from it. But I'm telling you, I believe in Dan Cox. I believe in, and I just, he's a wholesome man. He's got a big family. This is a man that believes in us. And I'm telling you, I just believe. Get away from these rhinos. I don't know who's telling him uh, that he shouldn't speak up. Every time Westmore says something, he should be right there with a, a throwback. Do just what. Um, uh, Ron DeSantis does. And you know what? I think he should have five debates. Westmore wants to debate him. I think, Dan, remember what you did a couple of months ago. You had a debate with the empty chair. Go ahead and do it. Have a debate and have a town hall. Let the people call in the answers, the, que the questions that they want answered. And when it's time for him to answer, it's an empty chair. I would take, I would demand having five debates. Now, 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 of course, this is, this is, Barbara, this is a national show, and the reason why I, I highlight Maryland is uh, our anchor station is here, and we have the, uh, the greatest ratings. I'm not too loud. No, 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 please. Keep it loud. You got to keep it loud because uh, there are there are a lot of states at stake here. There's some great things that can happen in Pennsylvania with uh, with Doctor Oz. I'm not crazy about him, but he's got to beat Shrek, the uh, the Absolutely. candidate who, who had a, who had a stroke, who had a stroke. His brain's not working, and we're supposed to say, okay, he needs therapy. He says you got to give me time for therapy well, to become I'm a gonna senator. Be, I'm going to be compassionate because I have family members that have. I know, but you don't. That doesn't mean you're qualified to be to senator. Yes, you do. You need to go rest, and you need to get better. You do not need to be a senator. Care. You, Convalescent you, you, care is what they need, you. not in running anything. So I, I don't know. I just think all these rhinos, y'all need to step back and take a minute and just understand something. You, this is a tide that can lift this country. It's about liberty and freedom. This is like Nathan Hale, give me liberty, give me death. This come is on. Up right now. And come on. we just need to vote Republicans and support every Republican that's running. Yeah, and we need to get rid of this rhino crap. Oh, with, thank uh, you for being with, there. With, I feel better today. With Colonel Hogan. I think he's more Commandant Clink than Colonel Hogan, uh, Larry know, Hogan. He, just, he reminds me of Boss Hogg. I just want to give a shout-out to Mickey, anybody that's out there, <laughs> uh, uh, Dave, all my friends, uh, all right. people who are conservatives, Susan, all, right. all the way out on the Eastern Shore. I want everybody to come. 
come to the um, on uh, September the 10th. Come and see us at the Cup Hill Bible Baptist Church, seven o'clock at see Vince. Uh, All right, Barbara, I, I got to go. Uh, I'm going to text I Dan. I uh, love you too, girl. Uh, I'm going to text Dan Cox personally. I'm going to get in touch with people in his campaign. He has got to go to the rally in Pennsylvania tomorrow night or, or Saturday night uh, because Mastriano is going to be there. Oz is going to be there. Trump's going to be there. After the abuse that Trump has gone through in the last couple of weeks, he's on fire. The country is on fire. People are angry. And Dan Cox has to be there. And you need to lead the car caravan of hundreds, perhaps thousands of cars to Pennsylvania from Maryland, okay? Barbara? I think she, she might have hung up. She might have got so worked up, she knocked her phone onto the floor and hung up. Let's go to Liberty. Let's go to uh, Tom in Catonsville. Hello there, Tom. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Your thoughts, sir. Hi. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for having Dan on. Coincidentally, yes. I've, I uh, donated to him last night. I also donated to Myra Flores, and the other oh, day yes. I voted to, or I donated to uh, Herschel Walker. We wow. all have to put our money where our mouth is. It doesn't have to be a lot. Five or ten dollars yes, from a lot of people is a lot of money. Yes, sir. We got like like Barbara said, this is a battle. And Joe Rogan has it right. He's getting a lot of guff for saying you got to vote for Republican. Yes. I can't understand why it's a battle. I cannot understand. It's so simple. These people shut us down, kept us out of churches, kept us out of work. They, they, they kept us from crossing state lines. They took us away from dying family members, stopped weddings, birthdays, anniversaries. This is just a dress rehearsal for global warming. And if you don't think they'll do it, they will shut you down again. And if you don't have heat or air conditioning, so be it. No travel, so be it. Who cares? They don't care. They've showed yeah. you they don't care. Well, Tom, all you are is a means of production and a means of income to the government. We have been shown this. And if we don't give them enough money, they will hire 87,000 IRS agents. I want you to back up and just think about this. Doubling the size of the IRS to 160, 170,000 agents running ads for new agents that say you need to be able to handle a firearm and be willing to use deadly force. Quadrupling the size of the EPA to go after people for manure on their property with regard to anything dealing with the environment. This includes shutting down farms. This includes all this environmental justice crap, which is not working so well for places like the Netherlands. This is honestly, they are using words of war against us. They have started a war and it is is time to fight back defensively and it is time to win because otherwise it's over, Tom. If this yes. is real. This is yes. real. And, Go ahead. And for and for people to think about it, when they say they want to double the size of the IRS, two times bad is still bad. And yes, that's sir. all they want to do for us. You ever notice that? All they want to do, they want to reinvent the wheel. The, the way they want to solve a problem is to create another problem. That's all they no. know how to do. It's not about reinventing the wheel. It's about completely, uh, re, uh, re, uh, well, it is changing the country foundationally. That's what Barack Obama promised. And it means that they hate the country as founded. And everything they do broadcasts that. And everything they do... Well, and, and I told you, the root of this is the, the, the class of 1968 has worked for 50 years to get us to hate America. And guess what? We don't hate America, Tom. And now it's time to kill, to kill their movement.
uh, in a yeah. nonviolent fashion. We kill this Marxist movement and regain the mantle of the leader of the free world as the greatest engine of individual and economic freedom in the history of mankind. We have nothing to be ashamed of. Too many have Amen. shed their blood. Too many have lost their Amen. lives. Too many have lost their limbs. Too many family members are now an empty seat at the table at Thanksgiving because they fought in a foreign war and died there asking for their mother and praying to God. Enough is enough. Hell is coming, and we're coming with it. we got to take a break. It's a Rob Carson show. I will take care of this. I will end this. I will make sure we have a plan. He got 81 million votes. Yeah. Right. It's the Rob Carson Show. Don't worry. This speech was one of the uh, reasons why Harriet Hegeman beat Liz Cheney in Wyoming by 40 points. We're fed up with the Green New Deal and the socialists who created it. We're fed up with the attacks on our fossil fuel and energy industries. We're fed up with an open border. We're fed up with human trafficking, Republicans. we're fed up with fentanyl flooding our country, and we're fed up with illegal immigrants. Republicans and Democrats are. We're fed up with critical race theory, we're fed up with boys competing in girls' sports, we're fed up with... media, Twitter, Facebook, Google, and YouTube for blocking conservative speech. We're fed up with our government and universities censoring conservative thought, canceling debate, and rewriting history. We're fed up with the corruption in the FBI, the Department of Homeland Security, the CIA, the NSA, and the FISA I didn't hear any of that on uh, Joe Biden's speech to uh, half-empty, no, one-quarter full High school auditorium last weekend. None of that. Did you, did you hear what she just said? Does that resonate with you? If you think that uh, the left is not terrified, if you think this is uh, not the reason why Joe Biden is going to go to Philadelphia and deliver a divisive and dangerous speech tonight, labeling half of us as the enemy of the state, as fascists, as Nazis, it doesn't get any more real, guys. It doesn't get any more real than what the Democrat Party is doing to the country right now. The glorious thing is it can stop. It can stop. Let's go to uh, Dennis in Ridgely, Maryland. He's on the phone. Hello there, Dennis. What's up, my friend? Maybe Dennis left. That's okay. Uh, At the bottom of the hour, by the way, we do have uh, Papa John Schnatter. He's going to be joining us to talk about uh, some of the abuses and usurpations that small businesses have gone through. And I'm going to ask him about uh, uh, all of the things that uh, he, uh, he, well, he was canceled. He was canceled because of a phone call for a word that he was goaded into saying by some uh, uh, members of his board or assistants uh, that painted him as some sort of a racist. He is not. He is an inspiration for people of color. He is an inspiration uh, for people of any, any political persuasion. He is the American dream personified. He made a pizza empire. And by the way, I ordered again from Papa John's last night. Yeah, I did. We do frequently. 
because uh, it's uh, it's a good product. I wish he were still the president. But anyway, we'll talk to him uh, at the uh, at the bottom of the hour. Uh, Joe Biden is going to uh, uh, use words of war against us tonight. Uh, they are calling us mega Republican, extreme Republicans. This is a planned attack. Joe Biden floated the ultra MAGA a couple months ago. He thought they auditorium tested. They wanted to create rage. They wanted to create rage. One Republican uh, uh, GOP headquarters, I think in New York, was attacked. I think it was a Zeldin campaign office attacked because Joe Biden is calling Republicans fascist. It happened uh, day before yesterday. This on the heels of uh, hundreds of, uh, of uh, crisis, preg- uh, crisis pregnancy centers around the country being attacked on the heels of uh, the 2020 uh, summer of 2020, where Democrats and leftists destroyed the country, caused billions of damage, tens of deaths and thousands of police officer injuries. And they are now going after us and calling us mega extreme Republicans because Donald Trump is the enemy. They have declared war on Donald Trump. They've been waging war on Donald Trump for seven years, and they tried and thought they would uh, put the nails in the casket of him ever being the president of the United States again by raiding Mar-a-Lago. Didn't work. So now they're going after Trump voters. They're going to go after him with the IRS. Make no bones about it. That's what 87,000 additional IRS agents is all about. Here is, uh, this is a Corinne Jean-Pierre being asked about Joe Biden calling us fascists. The president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. There's uh, no threat. There's no threat. Because we're going to drive them out of the box office. How is that a threat? They're making it up. They're using words of war. Uh, the president has been clear as he can be on that particular uh, piece when we talk about a democracy, when we talk about our freedoms. Why are you doing everything against democracy why are you using the tools of joseph stalin Uh, the way that he sees is the maga republicans are the most why did they hire you you are a literally she is a socialist slash communist energized part of the republican party uh the that extreme this is an extreme threat to our democracy to our freedom you're a liar uh, to our right you're a liar you're using wars you're using words of war on us. Um, I don't think I have time. I've got some great audio from uh, from uh, Tucker and uh, and Victor Davis Hanson, who I just I absolutely love. This is uh, Kurt Bardella on MSNBC talking about not only are we fascists, we're terrorists. Again, words of war. Joe Biden has been doing his job, and now that the legislative successes have piled up, he can now turn his focus to the broader conversation that many of us have been having about the health of democracy. And let's be very clear here. The Republican Party, the MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans, words of war. Are a domestic terrorist cell operating in America. That's 70 million people. That is the biggest terrorist cell in the history of the world. This is a group of people who have decided that it is acceptable to use violence and threats of we're not We're not doing violence. You're the ones actually committing the acts of violence and making the threats. Violence to try to achieve their political means. Absolutely. Uh, it is uh, another Reichstag mo- moment, just like January the 6th was. They want to start a war. They're looking for any excuse to use any means necessary to shut us down. I'm not kidding. I wish I were. Coming up, Papa John Schnatter, the king of Papa John's. Stick around.
right, so it's the Rob Carson Show, and uh, on the phone is somebody I've been wanting to talk to for a very long time, but until now, I haven't had a nationally syndicated radio show and TV show. He is the founder of uh, Papa John's Pizza, John Schneider, the former CEO of Papa John's, joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Sir, welcome to the show. Glad to have you on. Well, Rob, it's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Buddy, I've been a, a big fan of uh, Papa John's, and as I got to know you, not only through the commercials, of course, with you in every commercial for Papa John's, but uh, but also, um, you know, what you went through at Papa John's, uh, how you were effectively canceled, which I think is uh, shameful, because I believe uh, from what I know of you and, and have read of you, that you are an entrepreneur, you are an America first person, you are a small business supporter, and, uh, and I I just want to ask, uh, uh, that had to be tough for you when, when that all came down. How did you get past that uh, to where you are now? Um, good question, tough question. Um, you know, uh, everything in, in the world always works in your best interest. The universe always works in your best interest, uh, never in your worst interest. Um, and it was a very um it was a very interesting time um i i think if you really cut to it, it you know what they say follow the money yeah uh, at the time papa john's ebitda was 200 million a year and um you know we were just making a lot of money uh i've been doing this since i was 15 probably yeah. made it look easier uh, <laughs> than it really is and i think some folks uh, on the board got uh, you know got greedy uh, they thought they could run it better than myself. And, um, you know, when it comes to money, people do strange things. Yeah. And, um, you know, if you really cut to it, Rob, um, uh, the board of directors and the CEO, Steve Ritchie at the time, hired an agency laundry service. Uh, they secretly taped something, tried to provoke me to get to say something. Yes, sir, I know. Uh, that they could, they could hurt me. Yes, sir. Um, and not only did they tape it, unbeknownst to me they misconstrued what i said mischaracterized it took it out of context yeah. um what i said was anti-racist it wasn't racist at all and um you know just left me out to hang destroyed me in the pr uh to answer your question the hardest thing was come to grips the people that i i really really love and yeah. protected my board and my employees my executives would do something like this and um, I mean, to paint somebody as a racist in this day and age, yeah. um, especially the founder, the face of the brand, the name of the brand, yeah. uh, A, it's uncomprehensible, yeah. uh, B, it's unfathomable, C, it's humane, and that took me a long time to, to really see that they would do this to me. Yeah. Um, almost probably close to a year uh, because I would see it. I had all the evidence they did it, and now we have more evidence that they, they actually did do it. But it was so painful to see and so hurtful, I didn't want to see it. Yes, sir. And um, yes, sir. probably first quarter, um, winter, spring of 19, 2019, this went down, July of 18. Yeah. I finally realized that they actually did do this. Yeah. And it was like, <clears throat> okay, um, guess they did what they did. And, you know, you just pick yourself up by the bootstraps and yeah. um, you um, you move on and you, um, you know, I mean, I'm a young guy, um, healthy, yes, sir. Um, happy. Yes, sir. I got a lot of friends, a lot of family around me, a lot of energy, a lot of passion for life. Mm -hmm. And so um, 
you know, you just start the, you know, the rebuilding process and what's what's the next chapter? Well, you know, and honestly, John Schneider, I mean, if you consider the political climate, you could just uh, you could just identify as Mama John's. <laughs> I'm not sure that's fly. Uh, <laughs> I thought I'd break the. I thought I'd break the ice because because I'll tell you, John, we wouldn't be having this conversation if I thought any of what happened in 2019 were real. And most people, uh, anybody with realize the political environment and how it's used, how words are used to to destroy people, knows that you were the the father of the brand. You created a marvelous brand, and you were dealt a major misfeed. You had the, your baby that you grew. Uh, taken from you. And I think it's absolutely shameful. I'm just going to be honest. And I'll tell you also, uh, I, I've ordered Papa John's. My kids like Papa John's. And, and the last uh, few times we've ordered Papa John's, we've had problems with the order. There's been a few things. I don't think the company is where it was when you were there. Because you, sir, you were the, you were the man who was there to make it excellent. And I'm going to tell you, uh, you know, I remember Domino's when Domino's, we came around when I was in college. And, uh, and Domino's just took off like wildfire. It was a revolutionary concept. Then you came along and you really tore the roof off the sucker with your product. Tell us about that. Why did you make it? Why did your brand succeed so well where so many have tried nationally that went past Papa John's, that blew Domino's out of the water? How'd you do it? We, um, to your point, uh, the one thing that we had to fall back on uh, was our quality. Number two, our, our service. Uh, three, our people and our image. And... Um, we built the company on principles, yes, sir. Uh, natural law, natural principles, and, and quality and service, and taking care of people, and collaborative alliances, and mutual respect and kindness. And um, right now, the company, to your point, uh, has really lost its way. Yeah. Back in those days, um, if we had a bad month or a bad week in sales, we went right back to our fundamentals, our principles, yeah. transparency, honesty, integrity, win-win relationships, back to our quality, back to our service, and we could always kind of fight and dig our way out of tough times. Um, today, the company has let the product uh, quality deteriorate to a point and service to deteriorate to a point and the image deteriorate to a point. And now to your point, they've turned woke. It's a woke yeah. culture. Yeah. Uh, it's not run on principles. It's run on, you know, chasing stock options. Uh, they've got themselves in a dow downward spiral. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly uh, what they're going to do about it because they have nobody in that organization that has any pizza experience. Yeah. And it's a very it's a very simple business, but there's a lot of institutional knowledge yeah. that if you don't have, yeah. probably the worst thing that happened to Rob Lynch, the present CEO of Papa John's, is he inherited company – and right after um, COVID hit. Yes. So you now have a monopoly. Yes. You have a, a captive audience. You can serve a lousy product and lousy service and get a premium for it because you do have that monopoly and that captive audience. Yeah. And what I would have been doing if I was CEO of Papa John's the last two years, I would have been beating that drum hard. Yeah. Like, hey, COVID will end one of these days. Let's fix up our stores. Let's remodel. Let's move locations when we need to. Yeah. Let's focus on the quality. Let's focus on taking care of our people and be prepared uh, for the storm, the rainy day that's coming when COVID uh, um, is over. Yeah. Papa John's leadership, uh, Rob Lynch, the CEO, Jeff Smith, the chairman of the board, and the board of directors got caught flat-footed and on their heels because they weren't ready for the real world. Yeah. 
that company has lost eight to ten basis points on profitability at store level. The quality has deteriorated, again, to your point, along with the service. They don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something. Listen, listen, John. I don't know about you, you know, uh, but uh, you know, I had to sell cars for a couple of living uh, years for a living, break from broadcasting, and uh, and I can't get away from spending forty dollars on Papa John's every time I order. Every time I see that, oh, hey, it's only uh, you know whatever special. Uh, by the time everything is all factored in, uh, I'm spending forty dollars, and most people can't do forty dollars a week. That's two hundred dollars a month. And when you look at inflation right now, it's gotten a little out of hand. I never noticed that with Papa John's. It was much more affordable when you were there. But but honestly, it's it's got to be special occasion kind of stuff. Was that the company that you envisioned? Oh, absolutely not. We had a company that was built for the long run. That's why it took them so long to crash it is because we had built it. Uh, the brand was just so strong and the product quality and the fundamentals were so intact that it's taken them you know, almost three years to destroy that company. Everything at Papa John since I left, every single thing yeah. has, has gone negative. Product quality, product service. They've lost all their good people. Yeah. They've lost uh, all the good people at the top. They've lost all their good store managers. All the good franchisees saw this coming. They bailed out the last uh, year or two. The image and the perception of the brand, yeah. brand perception has deteriorated. Yeah. They're in an environment where their unit economics are suffering. Uh, you've now got the IRS going after small businesses. Yes. They're going to go after Papa John's franchisees. Yeah. Uh, stock price was a 140 at its peak, and now it's 80. It was in the 70s a day, almost wow. half. Wow. So every single thing in that company, uh, when I left, has gone negative. Um, well, look at the direction but, of the country. I mean, you mentioned the IRS. Uh, how difficult or impossible will it be to run a business when you've got that on top of what happened to uh, your business really impacted with regard to the price of petroleum, the price of all of the, the raw materials that you need, the cost of production? I'm sure that's certainly reflected in the in the gigantic increase that I've seen when I try to order pizza. What are, what are small businesses going to do uh, unless things are turned around in November? Well, I'm a champion of small business because you can't have uh, empathy for, for somebody or another party unless you've walked a mile in their shoes. Yes, Remember, sir. we started in a broom closet in the back of a tavern with $1,600. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so you've, you've hit a hot button with me because this is infuriating to me. Yes, um, this is outrageous. Uh, I had Reaganomics in, in 1984. I had a, a leader who was low regulation, yeah. small government. Uh, low taxes, pro-business, and I look at what's going on uh, with this administration and what my the my peers, my small independent pizzerias and my small business owners who are my heroes have to deal with now, wow. and it's upsetting. I mean, it, it, it's infuriating that they would take the backbone of new jobs, 60% of the new jobs come from small business, and actually make it you know, one out of nine small businesses fail, uh, make it anyway. Nine out of ten fail. And to make it even harder yeah. and to uh, desecrate the backbone of America, the small business owners, is um, is outrageous. Unbelievable. It's, it's just wrong. And it's going to hurt small business. All, all big businesses start out of the small businesses. Yeah. And whether it's Ford or, or um, you know, Chevrolet or mm -hmm. Ruth Chris or yeah. Colonel Sanders or Tom Onahan with Domino's, all of it started with one person or two people. And 
those grew into big businesses because the entrepreneur always has a better way, yeah. a more faster way, a more innovative way. Yeah. And you're, when you suck that independent critical judgment, that entrepreneur spirit out of the system, you've lost a tremendous um, asset for the um, – the productivity and innovation of this country. Let me ask you this, uh, John Schnatter, uh, former CEO of Papa John's, one of my heroes, by the way. And by the way, uh, you're a member of the same generation I am, Generation X. We're going to save the world, John. We are going to save the world. We're going to come through in November. We're going to turn this around. Are you getting back in? Tell me you're getting back in somewhere. It's interesting. We're, we're talking to the good <laughs> friends. That, you know, the, the folks at Jets Pizza, who have yes. uh, dear friends of mine I've worked with through this, they've done exactly the opposite of Papa John's, where uh-huh. they've stuck to their... They're knitting with their product quality and taking care of their people and focused on unit economics. And so Jet has Jet's Pizza has made tremendous inways. Jet's Pizza. Um, and roadways in. Oh, Jet's uh, Pizza. Over half the system at Papa John's wants me to come back. Now, Rob Lynch and Jeff Smith, they, they won't say that because the Robin, who's the CEO of Papa John's, Jeff Smith's the chairman of the board, uh, they're vindictive. They'll retaliate. Yeah, yeah. But the system misses the old good old days where we yes, had sir. a great product, we had a great brand, yep. we had great service, and we were proud of what we're doing. So the, Papa John's is like a drug addict. we got to let them hit rock bottom here. Yes, sir. Let's yes, let sir. them hit rock bottom and get some help. <laughs> and then if we can um, we can fix this labor situation yeah. and get the government off the small business uh, owners back, maybe Papa John's will be something – that I would want to take a look at, but right now I'm going to let them. Um, I'm going to let them stew in their own shit for a while. All right, now let's let me ask you this, uh, John Schneider. My my producer says I called you John Schneider. I, I did not mean to do that. If I did, uh, John Schneider is a is a is a, a friend of the show. Let me ask you this. One final question: uh, Your Camaro versus Guy Fieri, who would win in a drag race? Oh, I would clean glass clock. What do you uh, What do you got in it? What do you got more, in it? No, not only do I know more about food than Guy. <laughs> and uh, I'm a lot better looking, uh, but no, I'm kidding with you. Guys, a friend. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would, there's no. That's not even. What do you What do you got uh, under the hood there? Is it a 350? What do you got? Let me tell you, my that's uh, that's 1,200 horsepower. That's 160 miles an hour and what? a quarter mile. I would eat Guy Freddie's lunch Tw- in a what, what quarter did you mile do? What did you do? And, by what the way, did- I'll challenge him any day of the week. But he he doesn't want to play with the Papa. He'd be playing with fire if he lined up that little. Uh, Red, silly little firebird against that <laughs> badass Camaro. Twelve hundred horsepower? How do you do that? That's that's worse. That's bigger than the big. Uh, what is it? the the uh, the Challenger? Than the uh, the the twelve hundred horsepower? Yeah, you're you're eight two and a quarter miles. So you're playing with fire. Yeah, that's uh, it's certainly. Uh, I mean, it's no EV. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John Schnatter. It has been a joy to have you on the show, and I wish you continued success, whether you come back to Papa John's or you mentioned Jet's Pizza, which I do have open in my browser right now. I'm looking for a local location. Uh, Godspeed and God bless, sir. I greatly appreciate your time today. Oh, uh, God bless. Have a great day. Thanks, Rob. Very good. Let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. The SS by 10X sets sail on January 20th, 2021. Now she's taking on water in a big way. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is Rob Carson Show. John Schnatter. That was a fascinating interview. We're going to have it on the podcast today. Go to uh, <clears throat> NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast for details. I, I didn't expect him to open up like he did on his departure. Uh, I haven't heard him uh, share this much before, but clearly he was willing to do it on this show. It's remarkable. And also a 1,200 horsepower Camaro? I, when I was selling cars, I took a, uh, I, I had the black key 
for a, uh, a Challenger Hellcat. Then I tried the red key, and that's only like 800 horsepower. Dear Lord. Unbelievable. Uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Joe Biden's going to deliver a divisive uh, speech tonight. He is uh, further indignant. He's doing it in Philadelphia, the birthplace of, uh, of democracy. And he is going to effectively do something very Stalinistic. It's a shame that he's being allowed to do it. I'll just be honest. It is a shame. It is another indignity. It is another case where he is going to use words of war. Not a war of words. He's going to use words of war. Because the Democrat Party is desperate. He's going to do things that we never expected. That's why so many are being quiet now. That's why Nancy Pelosi is quiet now. That's why Barack Obama is saying nothing. George Bush is saying nothing. Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton are saying nothing. All of the power players in Washington, D.C. are suddenly silent, except for Trump-supporting Republicans. This is Victor Davis Hanson last night. Not really. We had a senator named Joe McCarthy that did, and we know how that... Talking about, has he ever heard a president call his political opponents a fascist in America? But Joe Biden is all for unity when his polls are above 50%, and when he's desperate, and so, so far his polls are dropping, even this week as I speak, down back to 38 in the latest Reuters, then he tries to divide the nation, and we, and we know how that's going to end up. It's not going to end up well for him, but it's so predictable. We went through the Russian collusion hoax and then we went through the laptop disinformation hoax then we went through the insurrection and attempt to overthrow the government january 6th it wasn't it was a buffoonish riot and then we went the donald trump raid hoax uh that he had nuclear secrets and he had to be for the first time in history as an ex-president his home had to be invaded and it's so predictable because it's just mass distraction none of these issues that he has uh push through Joe Biden on the border, on crime, on inflation, on the economy, on energy, have 50% support. He doesn't have 50% support. And what have we been talking, Tucker, about the nation? They've been talking about all of these psychodramas that are ginned up. And now it's civil war porn. The right wants to, they're fascists, they're Nazis, they want to have a civil war. But if you want to listen to civil war or succession, just read The Nation magazine or the new republic, all they talk about is succession. Yes. If you want to look at revolutionaries, who's the one that wants to pack the court or destroy a 233-year-old electoral college or, or get rid of a 180-year filibuster? Who weaponizes, you said, the FBI, the DOJ, the CIA? We will see in this speech tonight, all I ask you is that every day, greet the day with a joyful heart and a positivity. I know that I've been worked up today. I'm mad. You're mad. We're going to win. We're going to get there. We got this. Take a break. Come back. Wrap things up. Make sure to check out the uh, podcast of The Rob Carson Show with John Schnatter from uh, Papa John's, formerly Papa John's, Jets Pizza. There's not a location near me. Have a glorious day, guys. We got this. We will join. I will join you tomorrow. God bless you, your family. And until tomorrow, do not catch the stupid. We got this. See you then.